I think it's really important that people know how much they're paying in fees. So many people, if you ask them how much you're paying in fees with your IRA or 401k, they're going to say, I don't know, or they're going to give you a number that isn't true. A lot of people think it's free. Like They're like, I don't see any fees on my statement. And you're right. You don't see fees. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life, where we strive for ways and discover ways to achieve those two goals, and we invite friends on to help us. Today, our friend is Daniel Blue. Daniel is going to blow your mind, I know, because he has a skill or a skill set or a knowledge level that people, I've heard people talk about self-directed IRAs, for example, but I have never found anybody who's like an expert. So finally, Daniel has dropped into my life. Very excited to meet. And Daniel is not just going to be, he's not just a star because he's on Get Your Fill. He is also a regular contributor to Forbes. He's the owner of a company called Quest Education, which is a company that helps entrepreneurs obtain capital for their companies, which if you want to have a, if you want to take your company to the next level, you might be looking for that kind of capital. And he helps them pay off high interest debt and make money tax-free using self-directed retirement accounts. Under Daniel's leadership, Quest Education has reached the seven-figure mark two years in a row, and they have customers in all 50 states. So no, uh, no matter where you are, if you're in the US, I don't know if he wants to Go international, but if you're if you're one of the 83% of the customers who've joined us from the US, then um, or listeners, I should say, then you might want to give Daniel a call. Daniel, thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, Christine, appreciate the introduction and uh, looking forward to uh, being on your podcast. I'm excited. Thank you. We're excited to have you. Um, so, Daniel, bring us up to speed. Now, were you always like a really like cool? financial guru or did you have I, I understand you had kind of an interesting start to your adult life yeah so I grew up uh, middle class you know we didn't uh, have a bunch of money but we weren't dirt poor by any stretch um, but, but things changed when I was 12 years old my parents got divorced I think a lot of people can relate to separation of families divorce right it's really common these days uh, what was unique about that situation is my dad ended up leaving to Mexico he ended up moving there permanently and I didn't get a lot of answers as far as why he left and when he was coming back it just was okay you're gone and now it's just my mom and I and uh, my mom was a a child protective service worker a CPS social worker and so she had to pick up the slack and ended up working a ton of hours, which left me at home with a lot of uh, unsupervised uh, time on my hands, right? So now I'm in middle school and high school, and uh, I've got a lot of time on my hands and no supervision. So I'm lost, right? I'm struggling, like, why did my dad leave and struggling with the divorce? So I start hanging out with the wrong crowd, looking up to the wrong people, and I get into drugs, and uh, I start ditching school, and I get really close to failing. And I remember I graduated my junior year of high school. And my mom was just like, you need a change. If you don't do something different, you're going to end up in jail or dead or just or worse. So I, I need you to think about making a change. And we knew one family in a small little town called St. George, Utah. At the time, I grew up in California. So I was, I'm a California boy. And I ended up moving my senior year to St. George, Utah. And I lived with this family for a period of time to change the scenery. And I ended up going to school there my senior year. And uh, that new environment did help me. I was able to actually pick my grades up and I graduated high school. So you know, where I'm going with all this is, you know, from when I was 12 years old and on, I saw 
the struggle, right? I, I saw us live paycheck to paycheck. There was a period of time where my mom and I lived in a hotel. Um, we definitely experienced the struggle and I, I got to see what that looked like. And uh, I had the, the thought process at that point I don't want to live like this, right? Like I want to be able to take care of my mom. I want to be able to pay her back. I want to be able to actually have money in the bank. Like what, what's this whole thing of being rich or being a millionaire? Like this sounds really cool. I don't want to struggle my whole life. So because I went through that, it, it did give me a different perspective. And I ended up uh, graduating high school. And then I went to college because that's what society tells you to do, right? You go to college. But I had no idea what I was going to school for. So when I was 18 years old, uh, Christina, a couple of life-changing events happened. Uh, one, I dropped out of college. Two, I ended up getting a girl pregnant. Three, I ended up getting addicted to Oxycontin. So 18, it was a lot of changes going in my life. And at that same time, I made about $100,000 my first year. I got into sales. So I started making really good money. I didn't know how to handle money. So I started making bad decisions financially. And uh yeah, that definitely helped me get to where I am today by messing up a lot, right? Success can be a misleading indicator. Failure can be an awesome teacher if you're willing to learn and accept responsibility. So I've, I've failed a bunch. Uh, however, I wouldn't take back that failure because that's how I'm able to be who I am today. And uh, failure defines character. It certainly does. And you fail better each time, right? <laughs> Don't feel better, exactly. fail better. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Wow. That's, that is heavy. I mean, but you know, that age, 12, 13 years old, that is such a tough age anyway for a child, but then to have all that other trauma going on and everything. And wow. So how did you get from, you know, being, being like making good money in sales, but not knowing what to do with it to being like a person who's, who's actually, I mean, in your job, would you say that you like advise people or you're just more giving the capital? Well, the cool part about a self-directed retirement account, Christine, as you mentioned, the term self-directed IRA uh, it is completely on the individual, right? They have the ability to choose where they want to invest their money. Maybe they want to purchase crypto. Maybe they want to take out some of that money penalty and tax-free and invest it into their business. Uh, we've got a lot of customers we've been able to help over the years. We've got customers in all 50 states where, you know, we've been able to help people leave their nine to five job and start a business using their retirement account. They were able to access that money penalty and tax-free and took some of that money and got a business started. And that business is now making enough money where they quit their nine to five job. Right. So we're here to pull back the curtain and teach people some different financial strategies that their CPAs and financial advisors, for one reason or the other, are not educating them on. And uh, being able to get to that point, it, it definitely took some time. I, uh, you know, I, I, my, my journey involved, you know, making good money for in my early 20s, uh, blowing my money. I, I bought a property in 2008, right before the recession, um, bought a, a pretty nice home. I ended up losing that. I was uh, addicted to Oxycontin for two years. So I was able to overcome that. Uh, I was terrible with uh, my taxes and my credit score in my early 20s. When I was about 24, 25, that's when things changed for me, though. That's when I started to look at, okay, here are the mistakes that I've been making with my credit score, with my savings, with my investing, with my money habits, spending more than what I was making. I don't want to live that way anymore. So let me let me form some discipline because I want to be able to invest in myself and eventually you know, work for myself and have my own business. And uh, I was able to save a lot of money over the years. I was able to get a really good credit score. I was able to live with 
below my means for a number of years. And uh, I was able to, to make a pivot and I got into the self-directed retirement account industry uh, with some help of some mentors and some people that gave me some, some advice some wisdom along the way. I think that's very key uh, as an entrepreneur that is already in the trenches, or maybe you want to start a business, you're not going to know everything. And, and you have to be willing to be coachable and, and seek out assistance from other people. I think we're all driven to not want to ask questions and say, hey, I need help because we don't want to appear weak, but I wouldn't be where I'm at today without having certain people in my life, certain, certain mentors that that wisdom they're able to pass on to me. But I was able to get into the self-directed retirement account industry for about seven years. I worked for a company for a number of years. And then in 2018, I had enough money and a, and a good enough credit score. I was able to leverage my credit, get, get a bunch of 0% credit cards, and, and really go all in on my business in 2018. And uh, you fast forward today, I've got uh, 13 employees uh, we've got customers in, in all 50 states, and uh, we're, we're here to change people's lives, help them uh, accomplish their financial goals in, in a creative way. So uh, we're, we're on a mission, and, and we want to fulfill that mission. That is really quite an accomplishment in only three years. That's awesome. But now, did you go looking for, did you know that like self-directed uh, retirement accounts were a thing, and you went to go learn about them, or did you just sort of fall into it? Yeah, so my first year that I mentioned, I was 18, made six figures in, in sales. And uh, I actually made like 97,000 as an 18 year old. And then the next year was a hundred thousand plus every year after that. So here I was 18 years old. My mom never made that kind of money. No one, my family had that kind of money. So, yeah. you know, you're 18 years old, making two, three grand a week. Like you're going to blow it because you're oh, yeah. an idiot. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what I did to make that money, I was in, in sales selling real estate coaching. And uh, I, I would talk to a lot of these real estate investors and they would throw out terms like, yeah, I just use my IRA to flip this house. Or I just use my 401k to buy this rental property. And that got the wheels turning for me because I always understood that a retirement account was just for stocks and mutual funds. And I always was fascinated about money. I remember fourth grade, my favorite teacher, she gave us an assignment one day to pick up the newspaper and go into the business section and follow a stock for a month. And, and she was going to teach us like, what is a share price? Like what makes a stock go up and down? And, and she had us pick a company to follow a month for a month. I picked Nike. Uh, in the sport. So that's how I got introduced to, to finances. And I always thought it was really cool. Like the idea of money and, and investments and finances always appealed to me. So when I started to hear about the, the self-directed world in my early twenties, like I mentioned earlier that that got the, the wheels turning and uh, that was an industry that I always wanted to get into. And uh, it just, the timing was right. When I was about 23, 24, I, I got into that space. Wow. That was really lucky. No, well, I mean, I'm sure there was not just luck. <laughs> it was really smart that you identified that, right? Because a lot of people would have gone over their head. Oh, never heard of that, you know, but you'd, you'd, you'd like your ear was tuned to it. And you said, uh-huh, here's something that not many people know about. I better find out more about that. And that was really smart. Yeah, for, for sure. I'm a firm believer, you know, there, there is a, a certain level of luck in this world. However, I, I believe that we create our luck, right? Like we have to put ourselves in a position to, to get that quote unquote, to receive that quote unquote luck. For me, networking has been massive, right? I've got uh, uh, a resume with, that involves a college dropout and I've been clean from Oxycontin for 12 years. So on that same resume, re recovering drug addict and had a kid at 18 years old. My daughter's going to be 13, right? So my resume is not the most shining uh, resume. However, I'm able to be where I'm at today where you know, I'm a best-selling author. I've got an awesome company, amazing employees, amazing clients. 
because of networking, right? Like networking is so key. And a lot of people think that you have to have a bunch of money or a bunch of, uh, um, you know, degrees to make it in business and, and you know, a bunch of knowledge and wisdom. And, and you do need to have a little bit of, of, of some of that stuff. Um, you know, obviously college degrees, you don't have to be, you know, uh, college educated to be in business. Um, does it help? Sure. Um, but if you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen no matter what excuse you, you have in, in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in college is a, when you're ready and you know what you want to do, like you said, I went to college, I had no idea what I was going to do. So what do you do? You, you know, I'm not you personally, but people drink and hang out and yeah. <laughs> go to parties and yeah. meet lots of interesting people who might help you later in your life. But as far as the education piece goes, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, for not, sure. always, not always a, a clear path. <laughs> yeah. I, if you, um, you know, I tell my daughter all the time, like, I support you not going to college and I support you going to college. If you're going to go to college though, you better know what you want to do, right? If you want to be a dentist, a lawyer, right? Like you need to go to college for those things, right? Like there's a specific end goal, right? Like there's a, there's a niche in mind and that's where it makes sense. I just believe that a big reason why we have so much debt for student loans is we've just been pushing people to go to college because that's what our parents said to do, but go to college for what? to get a degree in psychology just because you think it's cool, but you don't even want to work in that field. And then you get your degree in psychology, you're $50,000 in a debt, and then you never even use it. Right. Like that, to me, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's 50, like here, I'm in Boston, it's $50,000 a year to go to these yeah. colleges, you know, and you, I mean, imagine the debt you walk away with before you even know what you want Start. to do. Every yeah. job I've ever had, I've, I've been working with people who had, you know, like I, my, one of my managers, when I was back in the corporate world, he went to school and he got a music degree and now he's working in a software company. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just said, Oh, I love music. I'll go to college for music. You yeah. know, like, okay, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now tell us a little bit about how it works. Like I have, if you have a traditional IRA, won't it cost money to get that into an, an IRA that you can then self-direct? So the model that we operate under is what's called a solo 401k. That's the most popular plan that we help our customers with. So I'd probably say 99% of our customers have a solo 401k. And a solo 401k is a self-directed 401k in, in a nutshell. And that, that customer that I brought up earlier that left her nine to five job and now works from home full-time with her business and she quit her job, let's use that as an example. She was cutting hair full-time. She did it for decades. She was tired of being on her feet. And she wanted to retire early. She wanted to retire, but have a business that was making enough money to replace her income where she could no longer work her nine to five, right? So she wanted to start an online business. She needed, she needed about $20,000 to get her inventory, to get what she needed to get going, to get that business off the ground, right? And she had a bunch of money in an IRA and she went and talked to her people at, at the Charles Schwab, I think it was, and she wanted to pull $20,000 out. And they told her, well, no, because you're going to pay 10% early withdrawal penalty plus taxes. You're going to lose like 30, 40%. Like, we don't think you should do that. Um, what they did not educate her on is she could have taken that money. And this is what she actually ended up doing with us is she was able to take that IRA money, convert it into a solo 401k penalty and tax free and cost her to, to do that conversion, moving it over because it's going from one retirement account into another retirement account. And then once the money's in the solo 401k, there's a loan feature where she can actually take some of that money out penalty and tax free, use that money however she wants. 
And then the cool part is she's able to replenish her retirement account, her solo 401k. So that way she's not robbing from her future, but she was able to get that 20,000 penalty and tax-free. She invested in the business and, and the business was able to make enough money where over a period of time, she quit her day job. And, and now she's working full-time from home and, and not having to work that nine to five corporate life. So basically the problem that we solve in the marketplace is how to access your retirement penalty and tax-free. And once people understand that they can do that, there's a lot of options, right? You know, maybe someone listening right now is paying 20% interest on their Discover credit card. Meanwhile, their IRA is making them 8% a year. And I'm just using numbers as an example here. I'm not here to give financial advice, but if you're making 8% a year on your money and you're losing 20% on your debt, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see you're going backwards, right? You're Do losing money. Exactly. You're losing money faster than you're making money. So it might be worth looking into accessing some of that retirement account money, penalty and tax-free, paying off that 20% interest rate credit card debt in one shot. So now the credit card debt is gone. And now you, instead of paying the banks and losing all the money on the interest, you're just paying your retirement account back. You're paying your solo 401k. So you're replenishing that account. And again, not robbing from the future, but now you can sleep better at night because you're debt free. So, you know, we're by design, you know, we're not set up to be financial advisors or sell investments. We just do pure education, but we're here to solve problems. Like we're here to sell solutions. And, and maybe you're in debt. Maybe you need funding for a business. You know, may, maybe you, you want to use your retirement account to invest in real estate. Like there's so many options out there. And it's just a matter of teaching people what exists, what's possible and empowering people to make their own choices. Yeah, that is so powerful because I like I in, I teach a little course about real estate investing. I'm a real estate agent by by trade, by my day job. And when I talk about self-directed IRAs, I get a blank stare every time. But I, and I don't have anybody I can say, "Oh, go talk to Daniel." But so I mean, now I do. I can tell them to go to talk to you. But before that, it'd be like, "Well, how can I learn about this?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Buy a book." You know, like, I really don't know because and yeah. I looked. I looked for people yeah. who knew about it, and you just really you get the blank stare. So I'm really yeah. impressed that you have got that this all worked out, and I'm grateful that I can now you know, send people to you. But now when you're talking about holding real estate, you can actually hold that as your asset, right? Instead of like stocks. Yeah, you can. However, there are some prohibited transactions. So if your retirement account actually owns that property, you can't live in it. You can't rent it out to a lineal descendant. You, you can't do the repairs yourself. Yeah. You can't take money from your savings account and use that money to do the repairs. The, the costs of the actual property have to come from within the retirement account. Yeah. Any rental income or profits from the sale of the property have to go back in the retirement account to avoid a taxable event. So, so there are some prohibited transactions. There's some rules that the IRS makes you play by, right? So you just got to learn the game and play the game by the rules. That's why I love the solo 401k because the solo 401k can own that property and you just got to play the game and, and play the rule by the rules. Or you can use that loan feature, take out up to $50,000 or 50% of the account account value, whichever number is less, take that money out. And now that's cash. Now the IRS doesn't care how you use that money. You can use that money however you want. Yeah. There, there's no restriction. The only rule is you do have to pay that money back to your solo 401k within five years to avoid a taxable event. So to once people understand the solo 401k is, is far superior to a self-directed IRA, it has more features. However, you do have to qualify for the solo 401k and, and how you qualify per the IRS is you have to be an entrepreneur with no W-2 employees. So you have to have some kind of project, some kind of side hustle, 
Realtors, they qualify, they get 1099 commission. Maybe they have an LLC or sole proprietorship, but they're 1099. They're solopreneurs, right? So that they technically qualify for a solo 401k. Uh, so a lot of consultants, freelancers, uh, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, you know, they, they, for the most part, they can qualify for a solo 401k. And if you can qualify for a solo 401k and you compare it to a self-directed IRA, it, it's, it's hard to say that a self-directed IRA is better. It's a big reason why I wrote the book that I wrote, Christine, it's called Blueprint to Your Best Retirement. And I made it a point to just dumb things down, to just simplify things and just speak to somebody that's never heard of a self-directed retirement account. Because like you, when you bring up self-directed to the average person, they're like, what are you talking about? Like my financial advisor has never brought this up to me. Like I never was introduced to this. So they're skeptical. So the book is just very simple to read. Uh, I didn't try to complicate it. And just teaching people about the solo 401k and the concept of self-directed accounts so then people could have more knowledge and you know be able to see what makes sense and, and what doesn't make sense for their specific situation. Yeah. And why do you think it is that most financial planners don't do you think they don't know about this or they don't want to be involved in something that they're not going to benefit from the transactions or something? I mean, I hate to think it's selfish. <laughs> yeah. So I have a chapter in my book. It's called The Dirty Little Secret. And basically, you got to follow the money and do, do the math, right? Wall Street, they make money based off of assets under management, right? So they're charging usually one to two percent a year based off of the money that they have under their umbrella. So they're managing billions of dollars, trillions of dollars, right? Do the math. One to two percent on that every year. It's a lot of money. They make that money when that money is invested into a stock, a mutual fund. Right. If they were teaching their their clients how to pull money out penalty and tax free and, and start a business or invest in real estate or pay off credit card debt, that's lowering the amount of money that they have under management, which is going to lower the revenue. Right. So it's not in their best interest to teach people about this. Right. Right. And I'm sure they can sell it to themselves by saying, oh, it's risky. We it's better oh, yeah. to tell people For, that, right? you're going to get scammed. It's really risky. Right, right. Every, everything's risky, right? There's always a certain level of risk. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh man. So now, what what else do you think we should know about the whole solo um, 401k? The the situation, the the uh, is it just as as simple as like if I went into my Vanguard account and just trans started a solo 401k and transferred it, or is this even something you could hold in a Vanguard account? Yeah, so the big companies like Wall Street or on Wall Street, like Vanguard, like Fidelity, uh, they do offer, from my understanding, a solo 401k. They may or may not have a loan feature on the plan. That matters. And then they're only going to allow you to invest into the stock market. So if you want to invest into alternative assets like crypto or real estate or precious metals, you're not going to be able to make those investments. So that's the difference between a solo 401k with a company like a Wall Street based company like a Fidelity versus having a solo 401k with the help of a company like ours. Our solo 401ks are self-directed. So if you, you know, want to use the money to invest in crypto, real estate, precious metals, uh, private lending, promissory notes, you can. Um, and then our plans have the loan feature so you can take the money out penalty and tax free and start a business, pay off your you know, high interest rate credit card debt, et cetera, et cetera. So the two ways to start a solo 401k is either taking a 401k from an old job or an IRA and, and then converting it into a solo 401k 
or if your business pays you enough money, if your business is making enough income, you actually can take some of that money and contribute it into a solo 401k. And one of my favorite parts about the solo 401k is you can contribute up to $58,000 per year of new money. So new contributions can be added up to $58,000 per year. Now, some of that money is going to be dependent uh, or based on how much your income comes from your business, how much you're paying yourself, like W2H from your business. But the IRS says, here's the ceiling, $58,000 a year. You compare that to a self-directed IRA, for example, an IRA, you can only contribute $6,000 a year. So massive difference. So is it your company or your or as an individual that you invest into the solo? So the solo 401k is going to be tied to some kind of EIN number, okay. either an LLC, an S-corp, or even a sole proprietorship. So essentially your business now has its own retirement account, but obviously your individual name is still in, in that system, right? It's still right. tied to it. Right. You're this, you're this, but could you, you can't have W2 employees. So it's always going to be just for you. You or your spouse can be W2 employees, but you, you can't have full-time W2 employees beyond you or your spouse. You can have 1099 contractors, but you yeah. just can't have full-time W2 employees besides you or a spouse. But they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be eligible to be part of that. Well, well, well now it would just be a 401k plan. And then now you, as the entrepreneur, would have to offer that 401k to your full-time W-2 employees per the, you know, the DOL, the IRS. Yeah. So we don't want to go there. <laughs> That's a it whole just gets a little bit more. Yeah. It's a different story. And a little, <laughs> a a little whole bit more layers on that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm just thinking of how. So let's say, let's say that I wanted to do that. So I would go into my Vanguard account and say, okay, I want to send this money to Quest, right? Is that, or Quest is a separate entity. Yeah. So Quest Education, my team, we, we handle the education and teach people how the accounts work. Uh, if someone does want to work with us, then my team would take them by the hand and, and help them with the transfer, with, with the actual conversion and getting the money moved from Vanguard or Fidelity or whatever the, the money's located and, and getting that money moved into the, the new solo 401k or self-directed IRA with our help. So now since you're not making money on the trades and stuff like that, how does your company make money? For that. Yeah. So yeah. So there's going to be a one-time setup fee depending on if there's a, a spouse or not in the picture. Uh, we're going to charge anywhere from about two to three thousand dollars a one-time fee setup fee to get the account set up. Mm -hmm. uh, typically, our fees are going to be pretty comparable to what you're paying right now in your retirement account because if your retirement account's in Wall Street and stocks, mutual funds, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you're probably paying one to two percent a year in fees, right? So if you've got a hundred thousand dollar account, for example you can expect to be paying one to $2,000 every single year, right? Over five years, that's five to $10,000 in fees that you would pay. You compare that to a solo 401k with us, you know, if it, if it took you two or 3,000, you know, to get everything set up, even if it's 3,000, let's just say, um, you know, the, the number is going to be pretty comparable in terms of the fees. So really the fees aren't going to make or break it. What's going to be a big difference maker is, are you looking for more control over your money? You know, are you looking to access that money penalty and tax-free? Or are you looking to use that money to start a business or pay off debt? Are you looking to use that money to have it invested outside the stock market because maybe you're leery of the stock market going up and down, right? Those are going to be the game changers on whether or not this makes sense and, and you want to think about making a change with your money. Mm -hmm. And do you also help people because if they're going to have to liquidate their current IRA or whatever they have, whatever is sort of... Um, 
investment vehicle they have for their retirement. Are, are you going to give them any like thoughts about, I mean, I guess they just have to sell everything, right? There isn't any. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, it just, what... yeah, it just comes down to, you know, how much they want to move over. Right. At the end of the day, you know, we've had people where they had a hundred thousand dollars in an IRA and they had, you know, $25,000 in high interest rate credit card debt. You know, and uh, technically they can take money from a solo 401k, 50% of the account value or 50,000, right? So maybe they only move over 50,000 right around there into the yes. solo 401k so they can take out half of that, which is 25 to pay off the credit card debt. And then the other 50,000 they leave in the IRA. So it just comes down to, you know, personal situations and, and yeah, you know, what they're looking for. Sense yep. For them. So what, what can you think of other things that we might need to know to be pretty, I mean, obviously we need to buy your book, but other than that, other things that you think we need to know to kind of round out the picture of how this all works, things that I should have asked that I didn't ask about that. Um, I think it's really important that people know how much they're paying in fees. So many people, if you ask them how much you're paying in fees with your IRA or 401k, they're going to say, I don't know, or they're going to give you a number that isn't true. A lot of people think it's free. Like They're like, I don't see any fees on my statement. And you're right. You don't see fees on your statement, but that's by design, right? Like they don't want you to see all of those fees. So in, in my book, uh, I do talk about how you actually can see how much you're paying in fees. And, and it's pretty simple. Uh, if you've got mutual funds, most people do. If you're listening to this right now, you probably do. You've got what are called expense ratios. Those are built-in annual fees that usually are not on your statement. And they can be half a percent. They can be one and a half percent a year. Do you know how much you're paying for your expense ratio on your mutual funds? You probably don't just because it's not on your statement. So there's a way to look that up in a matter of 30 seconds. So, you know, if you've got a financial advisor, they're not working with you for free, right? So how are they making money? They're probably charging you an annual fee based off of assets under management. Maybe it's half a percent a year. Maybe it's one and a half percent a year, right? So I always think it's, it's good to know, right? Like we know, most, you know, for the most part, how much our cell phone bill is, how much our rent, how much our mortgage is, probably not a bad idea to know how much we're paying a year for our life savings. Yeah, that's for sure. And you don't realize the cumulative effect of that over time. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough you're losing the money, but you're losing that compounding interest or whatever, you know, kind of yeah. growth you might have been experiencing if you still had that money that you've been paying out every year. Exactly. Yeah, it's always a good thing to educate yourself on your money and how your money makes money and if your money makes money. And so, Daniel, if you were um, before people come to work with you, what kind of homework do you give them? What kind of things should people do to sort of investigate whether this makes sense for them? I think a good place to start would be going to my website, DanielBlue.me. That's uh, Daniel and then blue, like the color, dot me. And uh, I've got a lot of material on that website. I've got a link to my book. I've got a course. It's called The Quest Way, How to Make Money Tax-Free. That's a, uh, a, a way for you to dive into some, some tutorials, some videos, and uh, be able to get a better understanding, get more in the nitty-gritty of some of the things that we've talked about here today. And then uh, there's also a link to my podcast. It's called How Winners Win. And uh, I talk about some different personal, entrepreneurial, financial strategies to, to help people win in their life. And then um, I've got some, some links to some of my, my articles on Forbes on the website. So 
know, if you're still interested in learning more about what we've discussed, danielblue.me is a great place to start. And then if you're listening right now and you've got a 401k from an old job or an IRA and you're thinking, well, shoot, if I could access this money penalty and tax-free, here's what I would want to do with it, right? Like if that's you right now and the wheels are turning, uh, there's a link to Quest Education, uh, the, the website on my website, uh, which is my company, and you can head over there and fill out some basic information and, and someone from my team would reach out to you. And uh, in a matter of, uh, you know, a, a quick uh, you know, consultation, we'd be able to see if, if we're a good fit. So, you know, we don't ask people for a credit card number. You know, we're not here to pitch, you know, some high-end, you know, coaching session or, or course on the phone. What you see is what you get on the website. You know, obviously I do sell the book. I do sell the course. The prices are there. If it makes sense, great. If not, you can always speak to somebody, you know, from my, my team and we don't do high pressured sales pitches. We're here to just give people the value up front, pull the curtain back. And, and if they like what they hear, great, they can move forward. If not, we're confident that they're going to leave those conversations knowing more than they knew before they started talking to us. Yeah. Education is the key for right making wise investment decisions. It's so easy just to be lazy and let people just kind of lead you down the road that everybody else has gone, right? And that's not how winners win. <laughs> no, that is not how winners win for for sure. <laughs> so in it, what else should I have asked you? What else do you want to share? Is there anything that you think um, that I should have asked you that I didn't ask or anything that you feel people would benefit from? If you uh, haven't started a business and, and you're thinking about it, it's, uh, I just made a post on, on Facebook. If you're someone that's on Facebook or Instagram and uh, you, you want to learn more about me or, or follow me, uh, I'm pretty active on both platforms. If you just look up Daniel Blue, you'll, you'll see a, a gentleman with uh, dark features, dark eyebrows, dark hair. That's me. I'm in Las Vegas. I'm the only Daniel Blue out here, but I'm pretty active on those platforms. And yesterday on Facebook, I made a post just saying like, don't start a business if you're okay getting paid last because your employees and business expenses get paid first. And sometimes there's not a paycheck for you. You know, don't start a business if you're not okay experiencing some tension with your significant other at some point in time. You know, don't, don't start a business if you're not okay dealing with doubt and, and other people doubting you. You know, don't start a business if you're not okay with your personal finances taking a hit, right? Business is, is not easy. However, if you can make it past the gauntlet of business, like the struggle on the other side of those challenges is a lot of reward. And I'm at a point where I want to empower my team and, and change their lives and change my clients' lives where I don't have to be involved so much. I'm not wanting to be the bottleneck of this business. I want this business to still be able to run for me so then I can take my daughter and my wife on a vacation and be checked out for a week and not have to check my phone and and we know business is still running as usual. And that's probably why you want to start a business or why you even start a business is you want time freedom, right? Like we want money. However, time freedom is what we're really after, right? To be able to do the things that we want to do when we want to do them. We need money to do those things. However, we want to have freedom with our time. And a business is a vehicle that can help you get there. It's just not going to be easy. It's not going to happen in six months or a year. Like you're going to have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and going through struggle for quite some time. I'm three years into it. I still am getting gray hairs. I don't know if you can see them, Christine, but they're still coming in. Uh, I know I still have some, some ways to go because three years is not a long time to be in business. However, you know, you got to be super clear on what you want. So then that way you can form some discipline and just know that you're playing the long game because business is all long game. 
Yeah. And I love what you said before. If you are thinking of starting a business, this what you were saying before about networking, about figuring out who knows or who's done what you want to do. And don't be shy about, you know, reaching out to them and saying, you know, I want to, how can I add value to you so that I can sort of pick your brain and ask you a question or whatever? Like, what can I, how can we exchange something of value so that at the end you can give them something and they can, you know, answer a question for you that might've taken you months to figure out on your own. Yeah. I mean, I've responded to strangers DMS on social media where they're asking me questions and uh, it takes me 20 seconds to just hit the the voice text and I'll just answer their question. And, and, you know, they respond like, thank you so much time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to help me out yeah. um, there. But there's other people that aren't at a level where they can do that, where their DMs are just blowing up so much. They can't do that. So you, you pay, right? Like I'm a part of several masterminds. You know, I spend a lot of money being in rooms, being surrounded by other people that are far more, they're along farther than, than where I want to be um, because they have been doing it longer. They have more resources. They have more time in the game and I want to learn from them. However, I just can't slide in their DMs and, and ask for something without giving something in return, right? So usually it's, it's, it's you have to pay to be in that room. So I highly recommend that people look at joining some kind of mastermind, some kind of coaching program to just be around other people that are as committed as you are. Because when you put money into it, even if it's a thousand bucks, three thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, doesn't have to be a ton of money. You just there's skin in the game, right? There's more commitment. And it's amazing how somebody who has reached a certain level that they can say one thing to you, one sentence, one, you know, like, and just all of a sudden, like a whole big idea just blows up in your brain and you're like, oh my God, you know, it yeah. just like shifts your paradigm to a point where you're just like looking at everything totally differently. And you're like, wow, okay. That was, you know, now I've got six months worth of work to do from that one quick conversation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's great. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for being here. So Daniel, DanielBlue.me, that's the best way sort of for people to get, it sounds like a lot of your contents there, your book, your yep. course, podcast articles, all kinds of stuff, yep. plus a link to Quest Education's website. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Anything in closing? I think you've, you've covered so much. You've given us a lot of, a lot of gold here. It's time, it's time to take action. We all get information in some way, shape, or form, whether it's going to an event or watching a video that gives you a ton of motivation, but motivation only lasts for a small period of time. So you just got to stay focused and take action. That's where the, the real magic happens. That's for sure. That is for sure. All right. Great. Thank you so much, Daniel. And thank you, listener, for listening. I know you have a choice of I don't know. Um, is it almost 2 million podcasts now <laughs> to listen to? So I'm extremely grateful that you're here and you know, the goal for the end of the year, we want to be broadcasting in 50 countries or up to 31 at last count. So please share this with a friend or someone who you could meet, you know, it wouldn't be that hard. Just go meet somebody in another country. Would you? I'm not asking a lot of I? <laughs> it'll it. it'll make your life better and it'll put us up to 50 so all right yeah. have a great day great week and we'll see you here next week bye